Welcome to Amud Yomi, where we continue learning Mesechtus Megillah together today, learning Daches Amud Aleph 8a. Learning again, as always, Bezachus for the merit of the hostages and for the soldiers of Chinakol Beis Yisrael. Today, we are going to continue in the Ain Bains, where we're comparing various phenomena in religious life, showing how they are similar, how they are different. We're going to do one, two, three different ones, and they get progressively more complicated, but we're going to try to keep it as simple as possible because. One of the unique facets of Megillah is we touch upon many subjects, but what makes it difficult is this is not really the primary place where these uh, sugyas, these issues are dealt with, so we're just bringing it up here because of the Ain Bains. So we have to do it in a very cursory manner, but hopefully it will understand it, at least in the context that we need it, and if you have any questions, feel free to come to me, and I can point you to the right resources, or we can give full shirim on some of these things, or all of them. Top line goes as follows. There's no difference between someone who says you can't have any benefit from me and someone who says you can't have any benefit, any food-related benefit from me. Except, that is the person, the person who says you can't have any food benefit from me, um, the other person is still allowed to benefit by walking on his property as a shortcut, and he can borrow kalim food, not use prepare food. But the assumption basically is it's the same because you know in the event that Rashi points out that um, I give you benefit even if it's in some other area, I give you whatever it may be, I um, that will free up resources that you can use for food. So really, everything is ultimately tied towards your food benefit, and therefore the only area that there's a difference is going to be whether the person can take a shortcut or the person can borrow, you know, the person's axe. Let's say. But with regard to utensils which people pair food with, both someone who prohibits someone from having any benefit or having food-related benefit are identical. That is, it's forbidden. Okay. What does it mean to say, what's Dresis inchi? Because I don't understand. People don't care if someone else passes through their property, and therefore, why is it considered benefits? If I say you can't have any benefit from me, um, I don't really care if you walk through my property. There's no benefit there, so what's going on here? Amr of Hamani, Rabbi Lazar. The Amar Vitor also b'modahano, who says gratitude these are forbidden in, in the one who's also b'hano. So basically, what it goes is, let's say a person's a merchant, and I uh, I always sell a, a, a baker's dozen. So every customer who comes to me, when they order twelve bagels, they get the thirteenth one free. Well, if if I sell somebody, can't have any benefit from me, so I can't give them the thirteenth one free because it's a it's, he's still he's still benefiting, even though I I, they, I give it to everyone, and I don't count it as part of a gain or a loss, but it's still a benefit to the other person, and therefore these gratitudi these gratuities are. Um, are usher. Um, similarly, I, the person can't pass through my property because even though I don't care, he's still getting benefit. Good. There's no difference between a vow offering and a gift offering. That is, a uh, person says, well, well, we'll explain it more in depth. When it comes to a vow offering, one's responsible for the security of it, whereas when it comes to a gift offering, one is not. So that's a little vague. What does this mean? So basically, it goes as follows. A person says, um, I'm going to bring a carbon to the base of Migdash. They have to bring it to the base of Migdash. Moreover, they have a certain, um, in a limited amount of time, they have to they have to bring it. And if they don't bring it within that time period, which we're not going to get into now, so then they are in violation of Ba'ath Asher, which is the law of the Torah of delaying. Okay, there are different type of vows one can bring. A person can take a, a neder. A person can take a nedava. A neder is it's upon me to bring this uh, to bring an ola to bring a shlom to bring a carbon. Whereas a nedava is. He looks. A person looks at his uh, cattle and goes, "That cow over there. Um, that cow. I decide right now. I'm bringing that as a gift, as a shlomim and oh, whatever it may be, to the base of Megdash. You know, you could probably think yourself, what would be the difference if a person says it's upon me to bring an ola versus upon me to bring that ola? 
says our Mishnah, well, the difference is going to be, I'll just say it now, and we'll, we'll read the Gemara, the difference is going to be that if I say it's on me, so then regardless of if the cow I was thinking of using is here or disappears, so I have to go and uh, bring a cow. I have to always bring a cow because it's upon me. Whereas if I say it's on that cow or that cow that's struck by lightning and dies, well, then I'm, I am exempt now from bringing another cow because I only accept upon myself to bring that particular cow. Says the Gemara, in regards to the prohibition of not delaying, whether you, you take an oath or a neder, a vow to bring a carbon or that particular carbon, you are in violation if you allow the time to lapse. Says the um, Gemara, let's just try to understand what's going on here and we're going to read what I basically explained outside tonight. How's we learned there? In the Mishnah over there, that Mishnah is in Kenan. What is a neder, a vow? Ola. person says it's upon me to bring a carbon. In this case, it's an Ola. A person says this animal is designated as an Ola offering. What's the difference? A person says it's upon me to bring a an Ola. So then, if the if the ones I were thinking of dies or stolen or lost, have to find another one in its place. The Dovah's Mace, if the person says, this Betsy over here, I'm going to bring as the Ola, and Betsy gets struck by lightning, or it gets stolen, or Avdu gets lost, so then, so then you're not responsible to uh, for security to bring another one in its place. And we not immediately, how do we know this? We learned in a Brisa, based on the Pasuk, the Pasuk says, and it's to be accepted for him to atone for him. Rabbi Shimon Omar that which is upon him, as in things he he accepts responsibility to bring his son to replace, and things that are not upon him, that is the security, the, the responsibility is not on him, rather the responsibility, if you will, is on the act, the particular animal, and Betsy, he's not responsible to bring. My mashman, how is it, how is it upon him, a love, how does that um, denote that he's taking personal responsibility, came into Amr, Allah, come on to talk, we said it's upon me. It's as if he's rest on his shoulders. As in he's accepting responsibility. Very logical. Makes a lot of sense. Ad Khan. Okay. Now it gets to the more difficult part. There is a concept in Halacha that we, we know of the concept of Anida, which is a woman who experiences a flow of, well, experiences blood. Uh, Zava is a woman who experiences a flow of blood that's three days. We treat all Nidos nowadays like they're Zavos, even though uh, biblically there actually is a distinction. Okay. There, a man who has a certain emission that can, they, uh, one time is a carry, and then they have certain other emissions, which uh, we don't know what that is nowadays necessarily. That they can become a zav when they have it twice, they're a zav. Um, when they have it three times, they're called a zav. A zav, they're a, a zav that um, that they, they, they now they have a um, more response, well, not more response, more, more ways. More, they have to go through more uh, requirements in order to come to tahar. Excuse me. So uh, uh, one time is a uh, one time is is uh, it's nothing. Uh, they're, then they're just a basic level of tummy one time. Two times they become mu uh, a more significant amount uh, tummy where we say that things they anything they touch, whether not just food, but rather things they sit on, things they touch, things they move, the cushions are on, etc. Even if they're not in direct contact with it, it becomes tummy. That's two times. If they see it three times, it has to all be in the context of a certain amount of time. If it's they see it three times. So then they have to even bring a carbon. So again, one more time, just to get clarity. One time, they can only make food tame and just go to the mikvah. They're fine. Two times, they now they have the extreme level of tuma. Everything that basically becomes tame, they come in contact with, or an avatuma. Three times, they have to even go ahead, go further and bring a carbon. Says our Mishnah. Therefore, there's no different difference between a zav who experiences two emissions and one and one who experiences three emissions. A zav experiences three emissions. 
Ella carbon, except carbon, meaning hal inyan mishkav umoshiv, says the Gemara, but when it comes to sitting on the couch or a seat, usvir shivan, the fact they have to have shivan the team clean days, zevez shavan, both a zub of two emissions and a zub of three emissions are identical, they both make everything tame as well as need seven clean days. So here's it gets a little pain. Minah hanimili. How do we know that there's a difference between two days and three days? What's the proof from the text? Did Tanu Rabbana. So Rav Simai Omer. Rav Simai says the the mana kasashtaim akaratame. The pasuk talks about um, a person who has two emissions and calls him tame. Shalosh akaratame. The pasuk then goes on to say, and someone who has three emissions is also called tame. This is all found in Vayikra Vayikra Tes Vav Base. So. Again, the Pasuk calls someone two times Tame, and it's three times Tame. What's going on here? Okay, it's side. Shtayim, Tame, Shalosh, Karban. Two times are Tame. Okay. Three times are Tame. And additionally, why add it? Why add it in? Why count someone three times? What's the significance? They must also bring a Karban. So, is going to question Rav Simai. and says, really? It's because the Pasuk says Tame twice, and then says three times. That's how you know it? Perhaps, Perhaps you could say, two times, he's Tame. But no carbon. But third time, he's has to bring carbon, but he's not tummy. So there's an inherent flaw here, says the Gemara. Hello, if you in order to see it three times, you have to see it two times. So you want to tell me a person who sees two times needs to do shiv in the kiyam and needs to go to the mikvah. They see three times suddenly the tar, and all they have to do is bring a carbon? That makes no sense. Of course, they're tummy for two. That tummy, the tummy is not going away. It's not lifting until they go through the purification process, which means the third time it must be adding something on, not taking away. I eat, adding carbon. Okay. Then the gemara, the gemara still persists. Maybe you could say two times. The reason it says tummy two times is two times you have an emission, you bring a carbon, but you're still tahar. Shalosh up tummy. The third time it adds on a stringency of being tummy. Maybe that's what's going on here. So the gemara says no. Lo sakadaita. Don't think this. Why did Tanya? Because we learned the price that teaches us based on the Pasik. The Kohen shall provide from the Tome before God from his emission. So the idea of from Mizovo implies mitzvah zav and carbon, mitzvah zav and mivin carbon. That implies that there are different types of zavs. Some zavs are tame and bring a carbon, and some zavs are tame and don't bring a carbon. I don't think that. The, the, the Gemara want to argue that two times you're bringing carbon, but not Tame. Third time you're Tame. No, because we see there are times when you're Tame, you bring a carbon, times you don't bring a carbon. I.e., Hakeitzad, Ro, Shalosh, maybe, maybe, Shtaim, maybe, maybe. What does that mean? Two times you're Tame, three times you're Tame, and you bring a carbon. Fine. The Gemara still goes on. Oh, and Elish, Ro, Bez, maybe, Ro, Shalosh, Enu, maybe. Perhaps you can say he brings it two times, he brings a carbon. Three times he does not bring a carbon. Amrat, Ashla, Ro, Shalosh, Ro, Shtaim. See, here again, he says as well. Maybe you could say two times bring a carbon, three times don't bring a carbon, but you're always Tame. Because no. Once you have an obligation to bring a carbon, that's not going to go away because you see it again. So it must be the only option is based off of Simai or Simai's learning, the fact that Pasik says call someone a tummy when they see it two times, and call someone a tummy see it three times, two times to be tummy, three times tummy, and bring a carbon. Fine. Vitzrich the Rabbi Simai Vitzrich Bizovos. If you notice you quoted two Psukim, the quote of Simai is quoting from the Psukim calling the person tummy twice. Um, right, twice, first time when they're, they see it two times, and the second time they see it three times. And we also quote the Pasuk of the love of Kohen with Nehashem Mizovo from his emission. Says the Gemara, why do we need both Rav Simai and, and why do we also need Mizovo? If we only had Rav Simai alone who says uh, two times versus three times, I would have thought like our Gemara said. That is, that maybe the distinction is that two times, um, is a carbon three times is three times is 
is is tumma. Kamashmo Mizavos from from Mizavos teaches us now that two times is tumma, three times is tumma and carbon. The Mizavos, we only had Mizavos. Loidanam Kamarias, I wouldn't have known how many reus you know. Meaning, but just as Mizavos from, from 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 his emissions, well, that one, two, or three. Therefore, Kamashmo Teres the Rav Simai, Rav Simai therefore teaches us we have three different times as tumma to tell us that there's a distinction between one, two, and three. One again being not really much. Two is ready tumma. Three is carbon. And now that we have we have learned Mizavo to teach us um, to teach us that the third time you bring carbon, the second time you're still, you're just you're just tame. The pasuk goes on to say, The goes on to say when the zav is cleansed from his emission. What are we learning from there? Because we clearly Mizavo teaches us how to get cleansed. So why are we saying when he becomes cleansed? We need it for the following. That you need to wait until the chiyitar when he's cleansed. Mean to say, only when he's when he ceases having an emission, that's when he can begin counting shivatikim uh, seven clean days. He can't count it if he's still he's, he's still having a flow. And not from uh, his emission and his tzaras affliction. Sorry, I read that wrong. Then Also, it teaches us that let's say a person is both a zav and they're also a mitzora. That we don't have to wait till they're pure from the Mitzorah in order to count. We just have to wait till they're, they, they've ceased having an emission of Zav. Mizovo Visapra, from his mission he shall count. Liminal Zav, Baal Rios, to teach us that a Zav who experiences two emissions, that that um, they are Shatan Svirs Shiva. They still need to have seven clean days. Okay, so we saw a lot there. Um, we saw a lot there. But basically, what emerges from this last piece, well, let's go back to the beginning. We first said there's no difference between a moder hana, mechaver, le moder, menu, meichal. First, I'm not going to have any, you can't have any benefit from me, or you can't have any benefit from my food based items, except Dries is a regal, that when someone says, can't have any hana from me, the person can't even go and walk on the property because that's considered hana, even though the person doesn't care much about it. Uh, also, when it comes to the kalim, uh, food, of non kalim food, a person who only moder hana from the food uh, related things is allowed to borrow that as well. But then it says no difference between a nether and a dava, except a nether person says it's on me to bring this, so regardless of whether the animal's here or disappears, he has to he has to bring something. But a dava is about the particular animal, therefore he doesn't have to bring it. We quote Absolutely that teaches that. And lastly, we have the case of a zav of two rios and three rios. We said a zav of two rios uh, is just tame, whereas three rios is to bring a carbon. We kind of had to figure that all out. And we ended off basically saying that also we learned that there's a concept of shivanakim which exists both by um, three and by two as well, but only the Shiva the King begin, the seven clean days begin from when he stopped having these emissions, but not if the Mitzorah, that we, we don't mind, we allow them to overlap, and you can still be telling Mitzorah while you are counting your Shiva the Kim. and tomorrow we're going to go more into detail. I wish you all a wonderful day.